Uh, well, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, we can go ahead and uh, get started. We have a lot of exciting things to cover. Uh, welcome to the uh, resiliency class. Um, my name is Tereji, and just to uh, tell you a little bit more about myself, I am a uh, ICF uh, certified uh, life coach. I have a master's degree in positive psychology and a master's degree in management as, as well. And uh, I actually have my own uh, coaching practice, uh, which I started in 2016. And what I love doing as a coach is helping people uh, to flourish in every area uh, of their life and, and help them become more uh, than they can be by themselves. Uh, this workshop here is um, brought to you by DT uh, Connect. How many of you all have heard of DT Connect? Okay. Yeah, so what, if you don't know what DT Connect is, it's uh, our vision is to share the light so we can create a brighter future. And we do this by connecting disciples with, uh, with coaches and mentors and consultants. And I'm, I'm one of two uh, certified life coaches with uh, DT, uh, DT Connect. Um, so uh, we're going to have an exciting time today. We'll have, have some interaction. I'm doing this workshop style, so we have some activities. Uh, so to start us off, uh, what I want you to do is to um, look around the room before you do. I'm gonna give you what to look for, and find uh, anything uh, that is green. Green, green. Yeah, it can be on someone's uh, clothes. Uh, it can be on uh, someone's eyes. Uh, it can be anything. And so just find as many things as you can uh, that are are green. But yeah. Yes, anything that's green, but but don't uh don't tell anybody. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so anything that's green. Welcome, welcome who all who all came in. We're uh, starting off with an activity. Uh, what I ask everyone to do is to um, Look, find anything that's that's green in the room. It can be someone who's someone's clothes, wall, whatever, someone's eyes. And so now I want you to do well. Now what I want you to do is to close your eyes, everybody, and uh, envision the things that you saw that were green. So just as many things as you saw was green, just envision those. Now what I want you to do is to clear that out of your mind if you can, and now I want you to picture the things that you saw that was red. Can anybody do that? Okay, cool, open your eyes, okay. Which one was easier to do? The green. The red, okay, because she has on red. Uh, why was that one easier to do? Sure, exactly, because that's what we were looking for, that was your focus. And that's how it is with, uh, with, with life, right? The way we, what we focus on and what we see, it creates our uh, experiences uh, in, in, in life. And so that's what it's all, uh, all about. Because in life, you know, there's two things um, that we can control. Uh, one is our attention and two is our actions. You know, Hebrews chapter 12, in verse 1 says let us run this with perseverance the race marked out for us 
fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God, throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You know, in this race that we have here, this journey, uh, it says to fix our eyes on Jesus. Why? Because if we focus on that, that will be our intention and that will fuel our passion. It says consider Jesus because that way we won't grow weary and lose heart. You know, I'm very excited today to talk about resilience. You know, resilience is the capacity to recover quickly after difficulties, and it has to do a lot with mental um, toughness. So my goal for the session today uh, is to provide you tools and techniques and, and internal resources uh, to handle you know, difficulties, challenges, and help you become more resilient uh, in life. Um, so as a coach, I love assessments and activities. So what we're going to do is starting off, because I think I have enough, one, enough for these for everyone. If you guys could just kind of pass these around here, I'm pass these back and pass these around. Should be enough for everybody. And so what this is, as this passes back, this is an um, an assessment to create awareness. So what I want you to do is just a, take a couple minutes. Uh, if you need a pen, um, who needs anyone need a pen? Okay. Okay, we're all. So what I want you to do is a couple minutes and uh, don't think too, too deeply about it. Um, and just right where you feel like on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, where you're at when it comes to those, um, those things. And so uh, this is just going to be just for you. We're not going to turn it in, but it's just to you know, create uh, some awareness. Yes, ma'am? 1 is being high and 10 is lower. 10 being the highest. Does anybody have any more? We may have, um, anybody have any extra ones? Okay. I'll pass them all out. Anybody have the extra ones? Okay. So let's take a couple more seconds on those. Yes. is it says that you know you're supposed to rate yourself in terms of the following ingredients of resiliency so this is just a, as we talk about resiliency and these are some common factors and the dynamics that go into resiliency um, just one to ten ten being the highest where you feel like you're you're at in those different areas so like I said don't think too deeply about it just to create um, some awareness of different areas we're going to talk about okay all right 
so, um, and we're going to talk more about that. So, any initial uh, responses or um, insight as you thought through those about your, your own life? Any initial thoughts? Yes. So, first one about support for people, uh, people in my life. I think um, sometimes it can be just like the one or two, not only be one or two people that don't support you, but if those are the critical people, it can feel like, you know, Sure, yeah, absolutely, that's true. Any other thoughts? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Um, to me, I honestly thought, I don't know why I'm taking this class. I didn't even take it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, come, come share this class with me. I'm putting this face on my face. Okay. And I realized, I'm like, ooh. So it was very humbling, so I apologize for my pride. But it really, I realized that I'm not a 10 in every one of Oh, amen. Amen. You are awesome. Awesome. Well, great. So, like I said, it's all about creating awareness, and we're going to talk more about this and how to grow in these, uh, these areas here. So, I want to talk about a reality uh, that we already uh, know. So, you know, in Matthew 6, uh, Jesus says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day, has enough trouble of his own. Like, we appreciate the scriptures, but we didn't need the scriptures to tell us that, right? That each day has trouble of its own. It's, that's why I said just focus on today. And Jesus tells us as well, he says that, um, I told you these things so you may have peace. In this world you have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Uh, so Jesus says, as he tells his disciples, so you will have trouble. It's, it's no way around it. What are some just some daily troubles that you can that we can just have? Not anything out of ordinary, but just daily troubles. What's some daily troubles that we can have or challenges? Workplace, Workplace. bills, traffic. traffic. Yeah, absolutely. Health. 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 Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's that? Children. Children. Yeah. Tiredness. Tiredness. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Family dynamics. Family dynamics. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's great, great comments. Yeah, also all of those. And also, you know, we have an adversary that's Satan. Uh, 1 Peter 5 tells us to be alert and sober mind. That your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone uh, to uh, devour. Yeah. And, and so uh, not only do we have daily challenges, but we have an adversary uh, of Satan that's trying to take us out each and every day. And so life is not going to be uh, easy for that for that reason. Um, how I became passionate about resilience and studying resilience is because of that fact that life is is challenging. Um, you know, I became a disciple in 2001, and in a church I've served in various uh, capacities in the church. And you know, as a disciple and all disciples, as we receive the Holy Spirit, we form a new life. Um, we uh, have great dreams and goals and ambitions, and we want to we want to help people. Right? We want to grow, and, and uh, we want to help our Bible talk, our ministry, the church, uh, to grow in various ways. But what I realize is that um, when there's change, it doesn't come easy. Um, because what happens is is that, and we're gonna talk about this a lot. There's a lot of psychology when it comes to to habit, uh, and so change is not gonna be easy. So with goals, dreams, 
are often met with resistance and challenge. And years working in the ministry with mature and young professionals, what I've experienced, and even times in my own life, is that the more and more we get older in the Lord, the challenges of life causes us to get weary and lose and lose heart. And so that's why resiliency has been deep, deep, deep into my heart and a passion to be able to study that, especially as I work with my clients on achieving uh, the goals that they want and desire uh, in, their, in their life uh, for that reason. Uh, specifically, I became fascinating, fascinated in researching why do people respond differently to challenges and stress. You know, some people respond, get stronger, right? Uh, but some people tend to not. Why is that? And so that's what I studied. I actually did my capstone uh, project and research paper on resiliency. And I actually developed a resiliency training program for leaders specifically. Uh, but that's what I studied about why does that happen? And what can we do to uh, cultivate that in our life for those who tend to not to be as resilient um, in their lives? You know, what I've learned is that through studying that our beliefs and thoughts about adversity have a direct correlation to how we deal with adversity. Makes sense, right? Yeah. This also in the scriptures, it says that James chapter 1 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let pers perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So here, God tells us how to look at challenges. He says, consider it pure joy. That's a challenging scripture to, to put into practice, right? Yeah. When you think about consider it, it says pure joy <laughs> when you face trials of many kind. Basically, there, God's telling us how to look at challenges differently because what it can produce uh, in, our, in our lives. You know, a psychologist named Dr. Albert Ellis developed um, a model called the ABC uh, model to help us understand the connection between adversity, uh, beliefs, and consequences. And basically what, it's, what it's, it, the summary of it is that, you know, you have a, a adversity or an event that's challenging, and then your belief about that situation uh, the, will depend on what you do and how you feel. Um, to give an example of that is that, um, so I had a friend, this was years ago, you know, when, um, so long ago, it's when people had house phones. <laughs> wow, yeah, wow, that was, that was some time ago, right? And, and so I started, and he was a little bit lower, slacking behind in technology, so he had his house phone for a while, and so he had a house phone and cell phone, but he tended to just use his house phone. And so I texted him one day, and he just didn't, he didn't respond, which was unlike him. And so I texted him back, and then he didn't respond to that. And so my mind trigger is like, what normal people, what happened, right? What's going on? And then all these, you know, stories playing about, okay, what, what, what happened? What's the deal? You know, did we do something? Did something happen? Or, um, and then um, I had a conversation with him and said, I didn't get your text. 
And then what happened is I was texting his house phone. <laughs> and so uh, that's what happened. I was texting the house phone. And so this whole story was working in my head about, oh, he's, you know, because it was, it was just unlike him. It was like a wow. And so, but we talked about it. We worked through it. Obviously, it was no big deal. But I just want to give that example to see how that can be with situations in our life, right? Something happens, then we can jump to conclusions about that reason, and that, that triggers emotions and behavior in that way. So the key thing is to, because we can't change the things that happens, happens in our life, but what we can do is we can change our beliefs, and which in turn will impact the consequences how we, how we act. That makes sense? And so this technique is called re reframing. And so that's a technique I use often uh, with my coaching clients is that when we talk about situation, I, I say, you know, how can we, can we look at this in a different way? Is there a different point of view from this? What would, um, what would a faithful perspective be? You know, some of those questions. So that's re reframing to, to think about it in those different ways. Um, Proverbs 24:16, uh, as mentioned in the descriptions, could be the theme scripture for the resilient. It says, though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again, but the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. You know, it says the righteous, they fall seven times, but they rise again. It, it just reiterating, you know, it's a, it's a part, of, part of life um, just to fall. You know, when I, began, when I began to play sports, and I played basketball, and um, I am a, um, if you know anything about sports or basketball, I would call, I'm, I'm a shooting guard, which means that I pretty much shoot from the outside and the perimeter versus going closer in. And so when I started to go closer in to shoot the basketball, that's when the most times that you get uh, more contact when you go in. And so you're most likely to get hit and fall down. And so uh, my first time doing that, my, my coach, he pulled me aside and said and told me basically because he saw the way I fell. And then he told me, hey, be careful of falling that way because pretty much what I did is I, I've, I tried to brace myself with my hands. He said, don't do that because you can break your hands uh, in that way or you can strain something. And so uh, then he told me basically how the correct way uh, to, uh, to fall. And so when you think about life, in that same way, oftentimes we don't get that teaching about how to fail, how to fall in our life, right? We don't get that talked through because the same way, if we don't fall, we know failure is a, is a part of life, right? Just like in sports, it's just a part of sports. You fall, you have injuries, but you, injuries, but you can do things to present, prevent uh, further uh, damage in our life. And that's the same way in life. It's, it's, it's just a part of life. Because whenever we try something new, uh, we're bound to fail in life because that's, that's the part of life. You know, there's something called ex experimental avoidance, is that we don't want to try new things because we're afraid uh, to fail. And that's what's so inspiring about Peter, right, when he got out the boat, right? Because obviously he, he sank, but he had the opportunity to have that experience, right? Uh, granted, next time, if he had that, that experience, next time with Jesus walking the water, he probably learned some lessons, right? He would probably walk a little longer. He would, on the water, and he would know uh, not to look down to trust, but he learned from that experience. So it's important to um, really have that in perspective. So I want to mention some few things just about uh, failure uh, and how to um, process failure when we fall. 
one thing is beating ourselves up, right? It's a, it's a waste of time. It saps our energy, our vitality. Uh, it makes it hard to learn from our mistakes. Uh, and really what it is, it's worldly sorrow instead of godly sorrow because we're focused on ourselves. Uh, pointing fingers. Um, you know, when we fall, we're often tempted to blame other people instead of taking personal responsibility. Uh, by pointing fingers, uh, mentally, we put our fate into other people's hands instead of taking ownership and learning the lessons um, that we need to learn. Um, the third thing is see failure as temporary because people who personalize failure see themselves in a hole that they can never get out of. And, and that's how we get stuck in that way. But the other mindset is to see it as temporary, a learning lesson that we can move forward um, in our lives. And one of my favorite quotes from Michael Jordan um, says that, I missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 30 games. 20 times I've been trusted to take the game-willing shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Mm. So I love that because he says, you know, those, those experiences where he, he missed, he failed, those times he took the game-winning shot and missed, that's why he was successful. That's why he's a six-time champion is because from those experiences he learned and he grew and become arguably the greatest basketball player. And some people obviously would argue LeBron, but we're not getting into that today. Uh, um, argue the greatest basketball player is because of that what his mentality is, that he was going to leverage failure for his, uh, for his benefit. So we see this as well, this resiliency in the book of Acts as well. We see this in the book of Acts. Um, just to highlight a few of these, you know, Acts chapter 4. Um, they were commanded to stop preaching the gospel, and yet they responded even with more boldness. Um, in Acts chapter 5, the leaders were arrested and threatened. And in response, they said, we must obey God rather than men. Uh, even after they were flogged and threatened with execution, their response was this. It says that day after day in the temple courts, from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. So we see that in the book of um, Acts. And lastly, as we see in Acts, in Acts chapter 8, it says the church was persecuted severely in response to those who had been scattered, preached the word wherever they went. You just see the resiliency of the church uh, and the individual as disciples that no matter what happened, the beatings, floggings, that they had a mindset that God was in control um, and God was going to help them um, through. So, you know, when we don't have the resilient mindset in this way, um, it can trigger negative thoughts. You know, a study from Duke University shows that 45% of our behavior is, uh, is habitual. 45% of this our walking behavior, we just do because it's out of habit. Uh, just what we do. And, and so that's good and bad if we have healthy habits. But oftentimes we don't have healthy habits when it comes to responding to failure, 
um, to when things don't uh, go our, our way. You know, some of the ways we can tend to respond is with uh, self-pity. Why does everything bad happen to me? Anger, resentment, bitterness towards God and others, blaming others for our circumstances, condemning ourselves, fear, uh, despair, resigning, I give up. Have you ever felt that way about something? I just give up. I had enough. And maybe something we need to be that way, right? But, um, but that's what often happens if we don't have a healthy um, mentality with that. Also, you know, those thoughts triggers emotions as well. Um, avoidance, procrastination, uh, prolonged wor worrying over um, analysis. So those are some of the things that we can experience as well. So I want to um, have another worksheet for us to fill out um, and so and look at it looks more people than we have so if we can actually just spread these out and this is something if you don't have one uh, you can look on with somebody else so I'm just going to um, pass these back So for this activity, what I want us to do is uh, very, um, for the next couple minutes, uh, what this is, is evaluating your resiliency strategies. Because what, we, what we're, uh, one of the keys of resiliency is, is realizing uh, how you already have been resilient in your life and to draw upon that. So with the person next to you, um, for time's sake, uh, the first three, uh, talk about a time and that was tough in your life, uh, you know, and specifically talk about what was the goal, what was the outcome, and what obstacles did you have to overcome. Um, so very quickly, the person next to you um, for a couple minutes, um, let's talk about that and then we'll get some more feedback. A, pr a previous goal. It could be either one. Yeah.
times if you're awesome. Okay, great. Um, so, so obviously there's more questions, but I wanted to just give to the teaser. Feel free to complete this, continue to work through this on your own, but I wanted to um, just start the dialogue. So, um, let's, any responses, anyone want to share what they talked about, maybe just the experience, some of the things that they've talked about to, to share? Yes, ma'am. Outcome was that they did the, the job, but it was a very sacrifice. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um, I was sharing with her. Um, so, in my congregation, uh, I'm part of a mission team, and our church is only about like 15 people or so, and a majority of them are young disciples. Um, so, there's lots of needs, lots of things to do, but not as many hands, and it's sort of like. If you can hold a note, you're leading worship. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and so um, recently, um, our leadership has stepped down, so we don't officially have leadership. We're kind of connected with our sister church. Uh, nonetheless, um, one of the leaders, there's still a lot of pressure for them to do things because there's still needs. So my goal was to try and figure out how can I, you know, alleviate some of that pressure without taking on a lot of responsibility myself. Sure. Uh, and not to avoid responsibility, but I was already leading yeah. <laughs> worship, worship and sure. not wanting to then just take on all the, but trying to figure out how to get people involved. So um, then I, what I propose is going into the new year, for example, for midweeks, um, we would, you know, draw like, you know, a book of the Bible. We'd all look at it for the month, the, you know, for that month. And we would each take turns on a weekly basis. Everyone would prepare a lesson on a weekly basis, whether it's about a character or a scripture or whatever else. Uh, and so the outcome, I mean, we're going into the New Year, so we haven't quite started it. Uh, but the outcome is that I, I feel like there's a sense of, OK, we're all going to be a part of this. And mm -hmm. everyone knows that they're going to need to contribute. Mm -hmm. However, some of the obstacles so far have been that you know some people who are, you know, um, even though they're young disciples, they're kind of like, oh, have you done things like this before? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like it's going to last for a little bit. And I sort of met that with, okay, it, even if it does fail, like we need to try something sure. because we need to, you know, and if it fails, we can reassess and then we can do something else or we yeah. can continue in a different manner. But um, that's some of the obstacles that I've kind of met already. Of, you know, it hasn't even started, but right, <laughs> people right. can see the problem. So. Great, great. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for... Thanks for sharing. So we'll continue on moving on. But so that's important to do is to really think about times in the past um, that God has brought you through that. You know, I think about when when David, you know, fought Goliath. Right. He said the, the same God who helped me defeat the lion and the bear will help me defeat you also. You know, he drew from his prior experiences to embrace the challenges from here and now. So that's something uh, we can do. You know, Romans uh, chapter 12 um, in verse 2 says, Do not conform uh, to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing, and his perfect uh, will. So it talks about transforming our, our mind. Um, because as we talked about, a lot of this, when it comes to how we handle life, has to do with, uh, our mind and how we see things and uh, beliefs because that 
uh, triggers uh, emotions. Uh, when it comes to strategies um, to help those, it, it also comes to really monitoring our, our thinking in that way. Have any of you heard of acceptance and commitment theory or training? No. Nobody? Okay, great. So this is a, a great technique. Um, in short, we call, act, we call it ACT, and so that's what I'm going to call it. It's based on six core principles that work together uh, to develop a life-changing mindset called psychological flexibility. And what happens is the, the greater your psychological flexibility, uh, the better you can handle negative uh, emotions and thoughts to be, be able to take action effectively uh, in your life. It's called psychological flexibility because oftentimes what happens is we, our mind gets so rigid when things don't go our way, uh, that's what causes the most stress. Cause we, we just can't see it. We, we, have, we wanna control so much versus being uh, psychologically flexible. It's not, being, not negating your goals, but just understanding um, that you know, life happens, things happen in, in that way. So there's six core, uh, core principles of ACT, and uh, we won't go through these in detail, uh, but I'm just going to highlight some of these. So um, the, the fusion. So the fusion is relating to your thoughts in a new way uh, so they have less impact um, over you. Expansion is making room for unpleasant feelings and sensations instead of trying to uh, uh, suppress them or push them away. You know, connection is connecting fully with whatever is happening right here and right now and engage whatever we're, what you're doing. Um, the observing self is seeing, seeing yourself as you are. Of course, values is clarifying and connecting with your values is essential step for creating a meaningful life. And the last part of that is committed action. And so that in order to create a rich and meaningful life, uh, we have to take action. And uh, we're going to do an activity later, but that's act how we get stuck is we stop taking action uh, in, our, in our life. So to talk a little bit about the psychology of this is that most approaches, um, psychological approaches, talks when it comes to negative thoughts and stories, is that they tell us to um, change the story like, or, or stop thinking <laughs> negative thoughts. You know, have you ever gotten frustrated at yourself because you're having these thoughts or you're having temptations and everything like that? We call that the vicious cycle because what happens is the more and more you try to stop it, the more and more it enhances. So the truth is that we won't ever, I say ever, but literally ever be able to get rid of negative thoughts or emotions. That's like saying Satan's just going to leave me alone. <laughs> you know, uh, he won't. Uh, so, um, so we won't be able to get rid of those. But what we can do is we cannot let them have power over us. And so I say to say is that because you are having negative thoughts and negative emotions or that, that's natural, that's, that's normal uh, that we have those. And that's the psychology with ACT is saying just embrace it. That's normal. That's natural. But you don't have to let it have the power uh, over, over, them, over you. So it, it, what happens is the, the, the negative part of it is that we fuse with those stories. So fusion is when you, when you put things together. So when you think about two pieces of metal, right, that are linked together. Um, so that's the difference between like if you fail once, you ever felt like you failed, you made a mistake, and you say, well, I'm a failure, right? Yeah. That's fusion where you um, put the event that happened to yourself instead of saying, hey, 
I made a mistake. Let's move on. It's not part of me. So that's fusion. So that's what happens when we um, connect the story in, a, in that way. And really what it is to understand this is that um, the thoughts that we have are just, are just words. You know, we rely heavily on words. Um, so words on the page we call text. Words are spoken out loud we call speech. And words inside our head we call, we're called our thoughts. But they're just, they're just words. And so what happens is, while I'm talking about this, it's very important, is what happens is, is that sometimes we think our, we, we think our thoughts are reality, so we, we assume that they're actually happening, right? We think our thoughts are truth, so we believe them. Uh, we think our thoughts are important, so we take them seriously. Um, and we think our thoughts are orders, but, so we think we automatically have to obey them. You know, God says that, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither your ways are my ways, declare the Lord. He says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And so what we have to do is we have to really see, okay, is this thought of, of God? You know, is it uh, based on scriptural principles? And I shouldn't be listening into that way. So really what it is is that we call thoughts, we call them stories. You know, there's different stories that we can, um, we can tell ourselves. And that's really the mind. You know, the mind is the great, the great storyteller. It's constantly telling us stories about what we can't do, especially when we uh, uh, want to embrace new, uh, new challenges. Um, that's my timer. Make sure I'm on time. Um, you know, it's... When we, especially when we want to take a new challenge, we want to step out of ourself, uh, we are automatically hit with, well, you can't do this, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's natural, that's normal. Um, studies show that about 80% of our thoughts have some degree of negative content. And we see that, you, know, you see how if you take these to be truth, how it can create anxiety, low self-esteem, doubt, and insecurity. So when you, think, when you look at um, a story in the Bible in Numbers, when uh, Moses sent the 12 uh, to explore the promised land, um, you know, Joshua, Joshua and Caleb, you know, they saw the, the, the scary things and they, they trusted God, uh, the, the 12 spies, if you remember that story. Um, and they said, let us go up at once and take the possessions. We are surely going to overcome. But when the, just skipping down here, it says when the other ten, it says we saw the, the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim, that we seem like grasshoppers in our eyes. And we look the same to them. So you see that? It's like, how do they know how they looked in their eyes? Did they go inside their head? Assumption. So that's what happened from there, if you're familiar with the story, is that they spread a, a, a bad report because of that reason. And what that is is that they listened to the story, right? They, were, they projected their fears onto them and said, oh, this is, they're too big, we can't handle it, and, and but... Uh, you know, of course, we read like Joshua and Caleb, they, they saw the same thing, but they had a, 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 a more healthier, resilient uh, mindset. 
uh, with that. So that's uh, something that we can look at to say, okay, how did they come to that uh, conclusion? So two mindfulness skills, you know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10.5 that we take captive um, every thought to make it obedient um, to Christ. So two mindfulness skills I want to, and techniques I want to share with you of how to handle unhelpful thoughts is, is in that spirit of 2 Corinthians 10 of cap, uh, taking captive every thought. So let me ask you guys a question. So if you want to take a risk, what's something um, unhelpful that someone can think that will come to mind? Fear of failure. Fear of failure. Okay. What would, I can't do it. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I can, let's take I can't do it. Um, I've thought that before. You know, I can't do it. So when that happens, it's a simple technique to say, instead of saying I can't do it, replace it with I'm having the thought that I can't do it. You see the difference? It takes the power of that to say, okay, is this a, is this a thought? Let's really reevaluate re that to see, okay, is this just a, one of those psychological negative things that happen and then move forward in life. The second thing, a technique, is just naming the stories. I don't know about you, but I have reoccurring stories, like I, I, the can't, I can't do it story, or I'm a failure story. And we know how it goes, right? It's like, you know, or if you, you know, go into a new relationship, you're like, oh, this is how it's going to go, and it, it plays, it plays, and plays. And so you can actually name it and say, okay, that's the I'm not good enough story, or that's the, you know, I'm a fail again story playing again, and just, you know, um, and so just to call it for what, um, what it is. So to close out, I want to do um, another activity um, to continue to help us to have a psychological flexibility point of view. Uh, does everyone have a pen? <coughs> Most people? Okay, great, great, okay. So let's, I want us to start off with um, this pen. And let me just get this. What I want us to do is experience this, the pen with our five senses. And I'm going to walk us through that to see what that, that, look like, that looks like. So, um, so if you can, just follow my instructions and bear with me. It'll make sense. So we're going to look at our pen with, with the five senses. So first we're going to see the pen. All right, look at the pen. All right. Hear the pen. All right. Touch the pen. Smell the pen. Okay. And I'm not going to ask you to taste the pen. Where's the cooperation? I'm not going to ask you to do that. Okay. Now put the pen down. Uh, now I want us to experience the pen mentally. So See the pen, hear the pen, touch the pen mentally, smell it, and now you can taste it. Okay. So, um, right up here. Okay, you can open your eyes if your eyes are closed. So that was, um, we did, if you can see it, there's five. And then mental 
So what was the difference? So we experienced the pain physically and we experienced it mentally. What was the difference? One was real? Yeah. Okay. What was the similarities? What's that? Okay. You remember what it looked like? Okay. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah, so we can experience things mentally and also physically, and this goes to the psychological uh, flexi flexibility in that way. So using this um, same example if everyone can see, so in life as well, we can go towards things, right, that are important to us, and we can go away from things that are important um, to, uh, to us. And let me just get my notes. So how does it feel? Can you think about, well, let me ask you a question first. Think about something that's someone you're moving towards. And then think about something like a relationship, something like a, a friendship that you're moving toward, like getting close to. So think about that. Now think about how does it feel to run away from something like fear? Move away. There's a different feeling, right? Um, so we have um, something like fear that we're moving away from. So if we want to run away from fear, well, I'll probably say, if we want to move away from fear, what do we usually do? Like if there's a bee chasing us, what do we do? We, we, we run, right? Okay. So to work through this um, quadrant sum, who is someone who's important to you? Gra okay. Grandmother? Grandmother. Okay. Okay, who else? Who's somebody else who's important to us? Child. And someone said someone else? Mom. Mom. Okay. Grandchildren. Okay. Dad. Dad. Okay. No, no roommates? No, I'm just kidding. So, so. With these close relationships that we have, things that are important to us, what can show up in us like fear that would cause us to move away from the people that's important for us? What can show up in us? Hurt. Hurt? Okay. Hurt? Okay. Disappointment. Disappointment. Anger. Anger. Okay. Trust. Okay. Anything else? She said trauma. Trauma. Okay. Disrespect. Okay. Disrespect. Shame. Shame. Anxiety. Anxiety. Yeah. Okay. So, so what do we do? Okay. When we feel hurt, what are some? Because this is um, like five senses right here, just to break this down. These are the things that we can do, and this is more of the mental processing. This is our values, this is what can show up, and this is action. So in a relationship, whether who it is, if we're hurt, what, what are some actions that, you know, take any of these, lack of trust, shame, what, what are some actions that we do to pull away from them? Avoidance. Avoidance, okay. 
And what would that look like tangibly? Grandmother, your child, or whoever. Asking how they're doing. Yeah. Asking. Communication. 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 Yes. Sharing emotions. Yes. Okay. What else? Sharing emotions. Sharing emotions. Okay. Caring. Caring. And what would caring look like? What's a practical thing? Just making sure that the person is good. Okay. They're giving them. Helping with the problem. Okay. Solution to a problem. Solution to a problem. Forgiveness. Okay, great. Great. So, um, so in this, so we see you can use this with anything in life, right? So there's things that we we value. Um, there's things that, that can show up inside of us. So the ideal thing that would happen is that we would, we have things that we value, but things happen, right? People hurt us, mm -hmm. but instead of going here, we still have these feelings, but we go here. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so these are the techniques um, that I wanted to impart for us because these things are going to happen. Like we're going to get hurt. There's fear. Mm -hmm. um, they're disappointed with things that's, um, that's near to us. But instead of going here and pulling away from those relationships, mm -hmm. we have the, the, the ability to take action and still do this in spite of what's going on around us. Um, so to make this uh, practical, more practical in the time we have left, I have uh, one more sheet. Who has the time? Okay, great. All right, I have one more worksheet. Okay. And, um, and what this is, just to explain this as we're passing it out, I made 50 copies of this, so um, I may not have enough. No, when I'm, no. Um, so what this is, is a life harmony will. And so what I want you to do, um, just for one minute, is to write your level of satisfaction in, in each area from one to 10. Um, and so it's, you know, basically it's subjective, it's whatever you, wherever, you feel like you are right now. So 10 being the highest in each, in each area. So it's up to you because you can have no money, but you can still be satisfied in that area. So I use this tool often with my coaching clients to get at the starting place of areas that they want to, to grow in.
Okay. Uh, 30 more seconds. Okay. So, um, can I have a volunteer to share what they what they uh, ranked personally the, the least sin that they would like to grow in off of this will? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So waiting people Okay. Friends. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Yes. Could you just explain what's going on real quick? So. Sure. I'm sorry. No, okay. So what this is is a um, life harmony will. Some people call it life balance will. Mm -hmm. And so what this is is just a. Um, this is a picture of different areas of our life where you can rate um, personally where you feel like your um, your level of satisfaction um, in this area. And so you can like for career, like if you, some people feel like they're, you may feel like you're at a 10, or that may be a goal of yours to say, hey, I really want to grow, I feel like I'm at a, a five or a six okay. in, this, in this career area. And so you're just going around to um, rate it personally um, just for awareness. And then we're gonna, Wrap up. Let's say finances is mine. Okay. And I rated as a ten is good. Ten is good. Yeah. Nobody mind. I got three going on. Now that I know what number it is, how do I get to a ten? That's my question. Okay. And that's what we're gonna. That's a good question. So that's um, that's part of the activity, and so that's what we would we would work through, and potentially we'll work through with this model here um, that will say like what's important for you let's say finances right yes sir finances and then um, you know we can work through okay what what things can show up that would in us that would prevent us from working on our finances what are some things I'd like to go out. Go out, okay. Go out and do Right, right. 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 Instant gratification. Okay, so that's what shows up the side of us. Instant gratification. Yeah, instant gratification. Correct. So those are things, or it can be we overspend because it could be a way to escape right from different things. Um, so, um, so those are things that show up inside of us. And so, um, from there we can say, okay, this to work it through. We will continue to work through this and say, okay. What are some actions, we say overspending, but what are some things we can do to grow in our finances budget. and budget and so forth, move forward in that way. Okay. Yeah, so um, so if we were in a, have more time, and this was, because I've done sessions with just on this, we will work through um, exactly how to move forward in that area. We'll, I would say, you know, I would ask a question like, okay, why are finances important now versus any other time? Mm -hmm. And then you would talk about it, and then you would say as well, Okay, how important is you? What obstacles are with you with, with finances? And so we could, uh, we would, you know, work, um, you can work through it. And actually, you can actually take what I've done too, um, that's why I gave it out, is that you can actually work through this with a friend. 
and you can ask yeah. those questions. You can say, okay, you know, this is, I want to grow be in a holistic way uh, for 2019. And you can ask a friend some questions about, okay, how can I, um, how can I grow in this, in, um, in this way this year? Hold me accountable um, in this area in our life. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so, okay, so what if you, like, you love your career, but you don't love your job, so it's different, right? Like, I love my career choice, but I don't really like the job that mm, much. Sure. So, so what conflict are you finding with that? I'm sorry? I'm sorry? I said, what, what, um, what's the, the tense practical thing? You say you like your job, career. I like the career I'm in, but I don't like my the job that I'm at. Okay. So, what issue is that calling, causing for you? The students. The students. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So I would say this. So there's um, a couple things you can do with jobs. And I'm gonna say it's kind of know we're, we're got need to close out. Is a couple things you can do with it comes to jobs. Either you can um, change your job, or you can change the way you think about your job. So the answer isn't always changing the situation because. Kids may be kids, people may be people wherever you go. So it may be changing the way you think about it, changing whatever it is, uh, that person who's triggering you, they're not giving them much power. That may be the, the, the answer. But it may be the move, but it may not, because people are people wherever you go. So, um, Awesome. Um, one last comment. Quick question. What's the name of this model that you have? It's the ACT Matrix. X matrix. Yes, you're welcome. So if you um, like this content here, uh, we have to close out, but you can, um, I have, let me space. If you like the content here and this was helpful, uh, you can text uh, 6688866 and text Flourish, and you'll be put on a, um, a 10 week of inspirational called Cultivating Confidence with Coleman. So if you want to text that information, text that, and then I'll get your email. If you want to, you know, text that now or think about it, um, it'll, you'll text it, and then it'll ask for your email address, and then you'll be put on my list, and you'll receive, like, just a weekly email, just how to cultivate uh, cultivate uh, confidence. But uh, Thank you. you're welcome. Yes, ma'am. Is it free? It's free, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's free. It's just a, yeah, it's just free. It's just a weekly Weekly email, blog, once a week for 10 weeks, um, just information on how to cultivate confidence. And in it will be information like this, scriptures, um, psychology, skills, and so forth. So, uh, well, we're out of time. Thank you so much for your uh, attention and your participation. Thank you.